The reading today comes from John chapter 20. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked in fear for the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Marilyn. I get teased a bit on staff because I am not the most proficient Facebook user around. For example, I inadvertently tagged Pete Erickson, our director of faith formation, on a photo of this Mother's Day tea in the infant room of the Mount Olivet Child Learning Center. So here's a picture of these young moms with babies, and I accidentally tagged Pete Erickson in the photo. So he immediately texted me and said, Beth, I wasn't there. What would I be doing there? And I said, whoops, sorry about that. And then on one occasion, I didn't realize that someone had unfriended me, and so I just friended them back, um, which just makes me laugh. Um, but they actually confirmed my friend, so I'm not sure what was going on there. But I get teased on staff because Pete and Joe and Angela um, are much more proficient on Facebook than I. So I'm working on this, and I'm slowly improving with the help of my coworkers. And so just this week, I decided to use the family feature on Facebook. And so you can name those family members on Facebook, and you can claim them as your family. And so I searched for my brother, Paul, to add him as my brother. And when I did this, I received a message that a confirmation note needed to be sent to Paul so he could confirm that he was my brother. 
Now, I looked at my profile, and it said, Paul Wilkie, relationship pending, is what it said on my, on my home screen. Now, I get that this is a security feature, and there needs to be a layer of confirmation to ensure that I don't claim Adele as my sister, or Ryan Archidiacono as my cousin. You see, I just had to get a little Villanova in here today. But it was strange to see the words to me, relationship pending with my brother, who I am certain is my brother. And then it made me think for a moment, would my relationship that I feel that I have with him change if he just decided that via Facebook, he didn't want to be my brother? Now, I think if you ask the disciples, who were huddled together in fear. And if you ask Thomas, who wanted to see this risen Christ for himself, what their relationship status was with Jesus, they would probably definitely say it's pending. And rightfully so. They pretty much took off once things started heating up with Jesus' arrest. And then he was killed and buried and now his body is no longer in the tomb. They're probably thinking back and remembering him mentioning that he would rise again, but they have done nothing to help this relationship along. And so they're paralyzed now, not knowing what comes next and wondering if Jesus may just really want to get back to them for all the things that they've done and a lot of things that they haven't done. And what we hear today, what Marilyn just read, is that right there in that paralyzing moment as they are locked in their own fear, that's when Jesus miraculously enters. He just comes. And he doesn't read them the riot act for how they have messed up. He doesn't slap their hand and tell them, now it's time to really believe. He enters that fear-filled place and says, peace be with you. Four simple yet profound words. And through those words, he lets those men know that their relationship with God is not pending. It's confirmed, it's alive and present with them. And then he breathes into them his Holy Spirit, the breath of life, recreating them to whom they are called to be. Now Thomas, who was not with them at that moment, articulates, I just need to see it for myself, you guys. So a week later, as the disciples are together, Jesus enters again and says, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Don't doubt, but believe. Believing in John's gospel is all about relationship. It's not about having a certain level of what faith is about. It's about being in relationship with Jesus. And so all of us need to hear this today. 
our relationship with Jesus is not pending based on who we are or who we are not or what we have done or what we have not done. Jesus enters the place where we are right now, where the world is right now, and says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I sent you. You see, we are being created and recreated again and again. And then he breathes into them his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can be many things, but I think in this moment for us, it's about reassurance. It's about loving presence. It's about clarity that God is indeed with us, in relationship with us, and leading us forward. Now, these weeks after Easter are always an interesting time. This sanctuary is not quite as full as it was last week, even though we are just off the most profound story in our Christian faith. We heard an awesome sermon last week, yet we still don't know quite what to do with this. What now? And when we are honest with ourselves, I think we need to name our reluctance and our inadequacy when it comes right down to it even if we hear this Easter story, we really don't expect that God would be interested in coming in with and under the complicated mess of our own lives. Pat Kiefert, who's a theologian and who has been with us often at Mount Olivet, says it so well. We believe like Christians, but we live like atheists. We resign to the fact that death is it, that our lives can only go so far, that the tomb is sealed, and that when we mess up or we're in need of something in a time of suffering, then that's just where we stay. We want to believe it, but we can't grasp that God would be interested in transforming what our lives are all about. Yet what we hear in this story is when we're paralyzed, Jesus finds us and just shows up. He is so interested, interested enough to find us where we are, to come and breathe into us his presence, his abundant life, and his peace. So today in this moment, hear this. We are in relationship with God. We can't do it. God has done it. All of what and who Jesus is about is gifted to us. The stone is moved. The tomb is empty. Resurrection is around and has found a place in this world, and it's alive entering where we are locked up in fear. Now, most certainly, we will not change the reality of this world that is enmeshed in struggle, fear, and pain. But God has broken into this and promises to remain here with us, claiming that relationship with us, so really, nothing will ever be the same. In this moment, then, name the struggle, 
but know that Jesus meets you there with peace, with God's spirit. It is very real to name, however, that we will not get an experience quite like the disciples or Thomas, where the risen Christ with scars on his hand, physically present, miraculously will enter into our lives. Jesus has ascended to the Father. So we must go where God promises to be always, in bread and wine, in water, in his proclaimed word, and also meeting us on the way to lead us on. So we need to keep coming back to these things, to God and to each other, so that we may continue to believe, to hear again God is in relationship with us. We are forever changed. The world is forever transformed. Claim this gift that is given to us. Peace be with you. Amen.